Shall we turn our Bibles for a brief meditation this morning to 2 Corinthians in chapter 4 and let's read verses 7 to 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 7 to 12. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard pressed on every side but not crushed, perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned. struck down but not destroyed we always carry around in our body the death of jesus so that the life of jesus may also be revealed in our body for we who are alive are always being driven given over to death for jesus's sake so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body so then death is at work in us but life is at work in you this is apostle paul writing to the church at corinth about how we are jars of clay how we have treasures in these jars of clay how these momentary troubles are seem to be like we are wasting away in this world in this life but inwardly we are being renewed day by day and we are constantly um being refreshed and we are strengthened and we are made to be useful for the kingdom of god now Is there anybody this morning who would say about your own lives, your family, your circumstances or looking back into your life and reflecting on yourselves would you say have I have faced many challenges in my life which I didn't expect which I didn't want Many of you might probably say yes to that Have you had reasons to believe that the problems you've been through or going through are the ones that you don't deserve Many times we feel that way isn't it or how often have you felt that life has been very unfair to you many bad people are experiencing many good things good people like us are experiencing many bad things have you felt helpless even though you probably didn't show it you probably have always put out this front face of lot of strength and capability you always uh never shown weakness but you 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 are helpless right now in reality that's the truth of the matter or probably you felt helpless but you've never revealed that you always had a smile on your face you always spoken positive words maybe that's the impression that people have had about you or are there unanswered questions about the struggles that you face in your life within within yourself the personal struggles of the things that you've been struggling outside the internal problems of your own self battling with many of the things that you know are going wrong within yourself or are you probably battling with things together with others as well as a family or are we even some things together as a church and you look at what apostle paul is talking about here is that we are crushed we are pressed on every side but we are not crushed we are perplexed but we are not in despair in verse 8 we are persecuted but not abandoned we are struck down but not destroyed it is very clear that life has not been easy it is very clear that life has not been a bed of roses it is very obvious that it is a battle on a day to day basis and here is this openness with which apostle paul speaks about his own life his life seemed to be just a simple open book for us it's very difficult in our culture to open up and speak about our own brokenness or our own struggles our needs it's very difficult for us to speak about how we are not fine <coughs> excuse me very often will when people inquire about how we are doing moment we meet someone and we greet them they say how are you and we say fine and we ask them the same question how are you doing and they would also say oh well i'm fine yeah even after this morning service while we would surely greet one another and you would talk to each one and say praise the lord how are you <laughs> and what do you think you would say or what the other person would say you would all say we are fine but is everything fine with us 
No, that's not the truth. That's not the reality. We are really broken. Many of us are broken. Many of you are broken. Your lives have been broken. So there are there are times in your life where you've been totally shattered. Where you felt helplessness and lost all hope. There have been many times where it has been very very difficult. You had sleepless nights and probably some of you do even right now. Maybe it's a physical health condition, maybe it's a traumatic situation that you are traumatized about. Things that have happened, sudden crisis that has disturbed you so much or probably it is just a nagging problem that is simply not leaving. Maybe some of you might say it's my nagging wife or my troublesome husband. Whatever be it, it is there are certain things that we are dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis which is very very difficult for us to handle and we are all broken and we need help in some way or the other we are broken and here Paul the Apostle is talking about how we have this treasure in jars of clay we are simply jars of clay jars of clay are not strong they are very fragile they can easily crack they can easily be broken they can easily fall apart and we have these treasures treasure of the gospel we have the treasure of the good news we have the treasure of the glory of God we have the treasure of you know the living hope that we have in Christ we have Jesus himself who is the greatest treasure that we can have money and gold and silver and wealth possessions of this world are all, are all bound to perish one day but we have this treasure within us but we are here as jars of clay but as we are these jars of clay we are at many times because of our own faults or because of the consequences of our own sin we are broken and this morning I'm going to be talking about how Paul the Apostle is opening his life up and speaking to us about his brokenness going to be talking this morning about treasures within broken vessels and what can happen with these treasures with this treasure that is within these broken vessels and it's sometimes we assume that brokenness is a very bad thing it's something that I should not be experiencing brokenness is something that we hate brokenness is something that we don't want brokenness is something that we struggle with brokenness is something that we least expect but you know this is part of the process this is part of what God is doing in your life this is part of how he can deposit the treasure within you in these jars of clay and as we are jars of clay fragile as we are and as broken as we can be there's still a treasure within us these treasures have to come out and these are going to happen through these broken vessels. Hallelujah. These treasures are going to manifest through these broken vessels. This is part of the process of Christian life itself. The treasure of the gospel. The treasure of Christ. The treasure of the glory of God. The treasure of the living hope. The treasure of the miracles that God can do through our lives. Are all dep deposited into these fragile broken vessels which probably are labeled outside handled with care these crack easily these are very fragile they almost fall apart but yet they are still held together because there's a treasure within it these are jars of clay but there are treasures within it and just after saying that apostle Paul goes on to say how broken he is Hard pressed on every side but not crushed. Perplexed but not in despair. Persecuted but not abandoned. Struck down but not destroyed. Hallelujah. Brother, sister, you are still here. You are still intact. You are a broken vessel but you are still a vessel. <laughs> Hallelujah. You might be a cracked vessel but you are still a vessel. Amen. And you're still a vessel of honor because there's a treasure that is within you.
there might be some dishonorable things disgraceful things that have happened in your life maybe you have you yourself have done and indulged in certain things that have brought much disgrace and the most disgraceful things you have done but you are still a vessel of honor because there is a treasure that is within you while the vessel itself might have suffered despair and disgrace it might have been crushed might have been traumatized might have been shaken might have experienced cracks but yet there's a treasure and that treasure is within us which is which gives which makes us a vessel of honor and so there's a treasure within these broken vessels you see the brokenness that paul exposes of his own life and i'm sure if we have to pen down our stories and if we have to be writing to somebody to encourage someone like apostle paul did to the church at corinth he goes on to talk about how broken he is and then immediately the subsequent thing that he speaks after verse 12 is he's talking about the hope of resurrection the glories of resurrection hallelujah and because of the hope and the glories of resurrection and of the you know the glory of eternal life and the glories of heaven and the glory of perfect perfection the glories of being with christ together with him eternally even though we are broken here we know for sure that that this is not permanent but this is something part of the process for the glory that is in store for us amen hallelujah this treasure of the gospel that has been deposited within us the treasure of christ that has been deposited within us even though these vessels may crack easily they may fall apart but yet these are held together by god himself and these treasures are here for a purpose and these vessels are still here for a purpose amen and if there is somebody here this morning going through this brokenness you're battling with something i don't know what it is emotionally financially physically spiritually maybe it's a struggle with sin it's a struggle with a bad habit it's a struggle an internal struggle or an, an an external force that is constantly affecting your life or some people around you affecting your life that is resulting in brokenness it's good that we are broken vessels that these treasures can manifest in a very different way it's amazing to find the number one thing that i look i like i like find here is brokenness produces beauty there's a beauty that is within the beautiful thing that is within begins to manifest there's a beautiful thing that god does through the brokenness of our lives often we hide it we hide that we are broken we don't want it to be seen we don't want to uh it to be visible we always like to have the best front face that is possible we are hard pressed perplexed persecuted we don't like to be accepting that yes i'm not as i want to be i'm not as i used to be yes i'm broken there are many things that have been breaking my life but it's necessary for us to face it it's necessary for us to embrace it embrace the fact that we are broken embrace brokenness but god will use it to transform us and fill us and fulfill his purpose through us hallelujah brokenness produces beauty now intellectualism will not be accepted by broken people you can't argue things to them you can't you know intellectually process and reason things to them they're broken broken people just need some other broken people to share their lives with <laughs> they're not looking for intellectual reasoning they're not looking for some kind of philosophy they're not looking for concepts that can explain what's happening to them they just because nothing can fix it reasoning cannot fix it right they just want to hear somebody else's story and your story of brokenness can help somebody else in their broken situation what makes the clay the clay pot beautiful is brokenness and the glory of god the treasure that is within that jar of clay shining through 
when people see how broken we are but yet there's a treasure that is shining through us it is beautiful because it's amazing how something so glorious and so wonderful can shine through such a broken life amen don't be afraid of exposing your brokenness don't be afraid i'm hurting i'm in need i'm struggling i don't know all the answers i have too many questions that's fine i'm dealing with some bad habits i'm dealing with some you know situations that i'm not able to overcome i'm overcome by certain things i'm overcome by sin very often i'm broken i need help well, let's embrace that fact yes we are broken but we also need to learn and understand that there are other broken people around us who are looking for broken people sometimes we think that everybody else is absolutely perfect and completely fixed and we are the only one who is hurting and is in need and struggling and we are the only one who is broken but i want you to know that everyone sitting around us is also broken this is a place of people filled with broken lives but yet god holds holds us all together hallelujah hallelujah we are broken in many ways we become beautiful people because there's a glory that is manifesting through these broken lives we have a personality ethic that we all like to hold on to we want to show to the world that i am not a broken person i'm fully strong and i'm capable at all times you might have been fully strong and capable at all times for a long time but maybe somewhere right here right now god has put you in a situation where you simply all your capability that you could exhibit everywhere in your workplace in your school in your college in your family circles everywhere you could show your strength and see i can do it i can make things happen i can run around i can build my life i can build my family i can build but now suddenly we are broken that we are unable to fix things we are unable to make things happen for us we are unable to change the situation are you right there you don't have to still push yourself to show that no we are not broken amen hallelujah let's get honest with ourselves one of the things that we struggle as a whole culture is honesty <laughs> you visit somebody's house i've told this many times and they offer you a cup of coffee and here you've been out the whole day and you really you know want a cup of coffee and they would say would you like to have a cup of coffee it's oh, no 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 how about something warm or cold oh no 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 don't worry don't worry don't worry but we really want something to drink very badly we are really hungry and sometimes we even tell stories and we say no no i just had a full meal really no really hungry stomach is rumbling we are desperate to eat but we would say no 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 we are one of those cultures of the world where we are very very dishonest with how we feel and what we think we think one thing we say another thing we feel one thing we say another thing that's a struggle with our culture but if you would go to a home of an american or anybody else in some other cultures of the world and they ask you would you like to have something if you say no 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 you do your indian style they would go prepare a cup of coffee and they would come sit next to you they'll have a conversation they'll keep drinking it and they won't feel bad but we would not do that in our culture because oh we feel what will they feel because they are not eating we will also not eat even if we are hungry we will not drink because they are not drinking and why are they not drinking because they just said no 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 and we are not drinking we are also wanting to drink something but we don't do that because what will they think and now the host who has received this guest will have to compel the guest and say no no come you have to drink it come on no 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 you have, we have to get into a fight you know in this love fight what i call as love fight 
we have to get into this love fight and say and they will say no we don't want anything to drink and we have to say no no you come on you drink it and we have to push it down their throat and then with much difficulty and a lot of acting they will say ah it's okay 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 and they will sigh and squirm and this and that and then they will say okay all right and then when the coffee comes they're so happy oh wow and the only way we say we are happy that we had that cup of coffee is by saying oh it's so tasty this is a problem in our culture this is this is the same thing that begins to manifest everywhere and so when we need help while we are broken while we don't know how to handle life while we are struggling with the struggles of our life we cannot speak them out we have no courage to talk about how we feel what's going on with us with us what's going on in our home what's going on in our family how's your relationship with your husband how's your relationship with your wife what are the personal struggles of your life the sins that you're battling with we can't talk the, talk these things out because we live in a culture where we always have to have this personal ethic of showing ourselves strong and good and very capable at all times under any given situation it's very it's really impossible for us to express and say yeah i'm weak yes i'm struggling yes i need help but you know the brokenness is something that produces beauty today as we look at the broken life and the struggles that apostle paul was going through and if you read also romans chapter 7 he will talk about how he is struggling with sin the things that i want to do i am unable to do the things that i do not want to do i end up doing there is a law of sin that is at work within me you talk about the battle and how broken he is and because we have these life stories of broken lives people like david who fell into adultery who, who plotted to kill who became an adulterer a murderer a liar could yet find their place in scriptures god is so honest about people's lives the scriptures the scriptures are honest about people's lives there are two sides of the coin to anybody's life amen praise the lord are you with me this morning and let's come to terms with it let's embrace it and acknowledge and say yes i'm broken i need help yes i'm broken but i'm still continuing on yes i'm broken but i'm not giving up <laughs> yes i'm broken but i have treasures in these jars of clay Hallelujah. Yes, I'm broken but God is holding me up. <laughs> Amen. But that's the beauty that comes out of brokenness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. A cracked broken vessel which still can be used. Can you use a cracked vessel? If you pour anything in it will spill out. Right? <laughs> but it's amazing that how we can be broken but still can be used by God. brokenness is a process which is not negotiable for a believer <laughs> brokenness is a process which is not negotiable for a believer because jesus said in this world you will have tribulation but be of good cheer i have overcome the world and so you're going to be going through brokenness once in a while and don't get surprised and shocked because it's part of the process of christian life this process is inevitable to life itself a vulnerability are being open about it is something we need to begin to learn to express and the discipline of trying to reflect on our own brokenness think about our own brokenness see what god is doing see what god is speaking through all of these what how does all of these fit into god's plan how do all of these things work for the good of them who are called by god and according to his purpose how are all these things working up to fulfilling god's purpose for my life let's begin to reflect in that way we need to go through it to be transformed as well let's embrace it don't let anyone hear me well a caution don't let anyone try to fix your brokenness don't let anyone try to fix your brokenness in the flesh 
trying to say this is not how it it must be this is something wrong going wrong with your life while well, god is allowing brokenness to come into your life and god is dealing with you and the holy spirit is working you and the word of god is guiding you and as you are yielding to brokenness and as god is shaping you and forming you through this process don't let anybody fix it by telling you no 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 there's something going wrong with you you have certain needs you have certain struggles oh something is wrong come here let me pray for you and let this go away no when god is leading you into that brokenness don't let anybody pray it away for you are you with me this morning hallelujah because it's good because there's something beautiful that's going to come out of it and let not let us not sabotage what god is doing let not anyone else come and hijack what god is doing through this broken the process of being broken do you get what i'm talking about hallelujah let's go through it amen praise the lord it's not a surprise it's nothing shocking it doesn't mean that just because you are a christian that no bad thing will ever happen to you or nothing which you like which you don't like will ever happen that only things that you like will happen things that are making you very comfortable very happy and very you know easy going will always happen no brokenness is part of the process and brokenness brings beauty hallelujah it becomes very beautiful when you start embracing it when you start learning the lessons through it it becomes a very beautiful lesson it becomes lessons for life that no book will teach you teach you hallelujah it becomes strength to you which can never you know replace which can never be replaced by anything else there is nobody else who can teach you who can instruct you or who can give you you know some kind of lecture on those things which can help you understand how you become strong through these broken times times of brokenness embrace it when you recognize it that god is working on your life when you recognize that you're being broken embrace it let the spirit of god help you guide you let the word of god teach you and may you experience the beauty and the fragrance that come out of this while you experience brokenness the power of the gospel is revealed through broken lives Hallelujah how God is working through all of this how, what God is doing through all of this what God is speaking to you through all of this what God is bringing out out of your out of your life through all of this how God is shaping you and molding you for his purposes through all of this is something that is unfathomable it's beyond our comprehension we don't know about it we don't see the big picture all the time God does not reveal to us the big picture always he leads us step by step and he just wants us to walk by faith Hallelujah brokenness produces beauty quickly second thing you're broken but still in his hands hallelujah broken parts are still in his hands look at jeremiah chapter 18 and verses 1 to 6 this is the word that came to jeremiah from the lord go down to the potter's house and there i will give you my message jeremiah chapter 18 verses 1 to 6 God is speaking to Jeremiah by sending Jeremiah to a potter's house. You see God can speak to you very prophetically even by day-to-day life circumstances. You might be driving through ECR and look at some of the sculptors sitting there and chiseling out pieces of rock and you know what they are making. <laughs> Just imagine if you have to go learn a lesson, a life lesson from something like that. that's how jeremiah was uh, was trained by god god was speaking to jeremiah so i went down to the potter's house and i saw him working at the wheel but the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands so the potter formed it on, into another pot shaping it as sem- seemed best to him and the word of the lord came to me he said can i not do with you israel as this potter does you see god is asking a question with ownership ingrained in it are you able to see that with ownership within it he's asking oh when the potter is shaping the wheel 
it was marred the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands so the potter formed it into another pot shaping it as seemed best to him to the potter and the lord is asking the word of the lord came to me he said can i not do with you israel as the potter does i own you i am the potter you are the clay do i not have the right to shape it in the way i want it to be amen praise the lord does not the potter have the right to do that because anyways we don't belong to ourselves we belong to him he owns us the earth and the fullness thereof belongs to the lord and we are his people the sheep of his pasture we are the clay in his hands but the good news is even though the clay is marred the clay is still in his hands and i was wondering how can the clay be marred while it is in his in his hands <laughs> it is his hands that are working at the wheel but there are some stones there in the clay there are some materials in the clay which are not good that makes the that that does not give the uh, potter to shape it the way he wants it to be shaped those uh, those things that should not be there probably are making it marred and the potter is reforming it into what seems best to him hallelujah because his hands are at the wheel his high hands are holding the clay you don't have to be afraid even though you are broken hallelujah even though it might be marred you are still in his hands amen hallelujah glory to god but let's give in to the lord and say lord i am the clay in your hands i'm willing to be shaped by you the shaping process is a tough process the shaping process involves times where the potter would have to remove the clay from the wheel and make it into a mold again and then put it back into the wheel again and spin it around again and keep shaping it again and so it would take different forms and shapes and different times it would go through different uh, faces and different appearances and while people look at it from the outside they think what is going going wrong it seemed to be like it's not taking shape your life is not taking shape it's not gaining momentum it's not gaining progress it's not getting any better it seemed to be going worse time is running out but the potter is shaping the pot as seemed best to him that's why i said don't go by people's judgment about what's going what god is doing through the brokenness of your life don't let anybody judge you and don't let anything that people you know the call that people take on your life don't let those things speak into your life let the holy spirit speak into your life because he's the potter who is at work let the word of god guide you because that's what will give you the assurance and the confidence and the hope to carry on through the process of the brokenness because if you let people say what they want to define about what god is doing in your life you're going to receive wrong information are you with me this morning oh no this is not something that should have been happening to you who said so when god said let this happen amen are you with me hallelujah last sunday we heard a beautiful testimony of how a broken pot <laughs> Brother Rashik was sharing about how this broken life has now become very beautiful. Amen. We have stories of broken lives becoming beautiful and the treasures beginning to manifest the glory. Is that right? And so it's not a bad thing, right? Hallelujah. Yes, it was painful. Yes, it was a struggle. Yes, there were many questions. Yes, there were no answers. But yet there's a beauty that's coming out through all of this brokenness. he's broken and marred but he's still shining it's confusing for the people <laughs> it'll make them to stand in in wonder they'll be awestruck oh we thought this will break down <laughs> we thought it'll be crushed forever we thought <laughs> they'll be destroyed we thought it's all over the story is over we thought the chapter is closed but things seem to be springing up somewhere <laughs> there's something manifesting through all of this there's something shining through all of this it's confusing for people Oh she's full of disgrace but yet there is grace shining through her life. 
he was slow sold as a slave thrown into a pit falsely charged and imprisoned forgotten by a friend who he helped actually save his life but yet the king says is there anyone in whom the spirit of god is like joseph look away the look at the brokenness of his life but yet there is something good that comes out of all of that where the king himself stands up to testify and say is there anyone else like joseph in whom the spirit of the lord is and joseph himself says in genesis chapter 50 what god what man intended for evil god turned it around for good hallelujah the feeding of people of nations during famine was because of a broken life you have no idea what god can do through broken lives hallelujah broken lives become powerful beautiful lives that become very fruitful and that's the process of pruning i think jesus is talking about in john's gospel chapter 15 i am the vine you are the branches ne prunes the branches that are not bearing fruit that they may be bearing much fruit pruning is not something pleasant pruning is painful but through all of it something beautiful comes out quickly number 2 broken but not beaten <laughs> when you broken something beautiful comes out brokenness produces beauty number 2 broken but not beaten you're knocked down but not knocked out <laughs> maybe you might be knocked down but not knocked out how do you embrace brokenness let's learn to let's wrestle with these contradictions broken but not beaten that's what we read in verse number 8 right we are hard pressed on every side but not crushed perplexed but not in despair persecuted but not abandoned struck down but not destroyed we need to learn to live with contradictions when i'm weak i'm strong huh how is that weakness is the opposite of strength strength is the opposite of weakness but when i'm weak I'm strong. How is that? How can weakness and strength exist coexist together? Some of these seemingly contradictory things will begin to manifest in the lives of broken people. While in our brokenness and our weakness we come to God, we are still broken. Everything is still not fixed. It's still marred. The pot is still marred, but yet we are experiencing strength as well. God is continuing to strengthen us. God is continuing to sustain us. God is continuing to fuel our hope and our faith. God is continuing to help us to believe, continue to believe, help us to continue to pray while we cry, we still pray. <laughs> you might cry through the night but you also pray through the night. <laughs> Anybody's been there? Done that? Amen. Hallelujah. You're broken but not beaten. These are contradictions that we will have to hold together. The human perplexity is how can this be? How can this be? I've given everything to you Jesus. I've given my life to you Jesus. You've come into my heart Jesus. So how can this be? This entitlement mentality or the mentality of a legalistic expectation or the right to claim to live a pain free life is not biblical i'm rocking a lot of things this morning the claiming to right to live a pain free life is not biblical Isn't it amazing? That's the truth. Why? Because there's grace as well. Jesus came full of grace and truth. Grace and truth. But there is grace to help us through the brokenness of our lives. And so let's not become you know demanding from God that I have the right because I have given you my life and so I am entitled 
to live a pain-free life. Something beautiful emerges when the contradictions are embraced. When we are weak, we are strong. The thing that makes us broken can remain in our life. There was a thorn in the flesh, which Apostle Paul asked three times for the Lord to remove it. But Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for you. Hallelujah. My grace is sufficient for you. You might be going through the brokenness, but there is grace that is sufficient to handle that. That's taken care of. There is enough grace given to take, to take care of the brokenness and the pain that you go through. But let's learn how to integrate the two and, and exist and allow both to coexist in our lives. There are negative and the positive sides of life that we need to learn to embrace. Brokenness seems to be too negative for us. In our perceptions, in our minds, brokenness seems to be too negative. We need to develop the bond and the fellowship of the broken people. <laughs> Hallelujah. We need to learn to develop this bonding. Our church community then will bring healing in this process to one another. You can heal one another. We should be part of this learning process of how we can embrace broken people because the whole world outside is filled with broken people and hurting people who need help. And how are we going to understand how we can help them unless we are broken ourselves? And how do we allow God to reveal and manifest his glory unless we go through these brokenness? How do we experience his goodness? How do we experience his greatness? How do we ex experience his power to still be able to sustain us through the weakness? We need to be asking those questions. Should we, we should be helping one another, not testimonies. You always say, my old life was completely broken. Then I met Jesus, I came to the cross, and from then on, new life, no brokenness at all. This is our testimonies. This is how our testimonies go. But I think we need to start rewriting, rethinking our testimonies. Yeah, I'm continuing to be broken. <laughs> but yet I have the power of the cross that is at work in my life. Hallelujah. Yet I have a living hope. Yet I have God doing something beautiful and bringing something beautiful out of my life through all of this. I'm still in his hands. <laughs> He's working something out at the wheel. I'm going to allow him to do that. I'm going to give him that permission to do that. I'm not going to let anybody sabotage that work that God is doing in my life. I'm not going to let anyone come hijacked by explaining something to me and telling me that this is not what something you should be going through. This is not your right. Your right is perfect pain-free pain life. No, I'm not going to let anybody deceive me into those ideas. Number three, quickly. Part of brokenness is not just for our personal benefit, but primarily also for the benefit of others. Others begin to benefit by your brokenness. Verse number 11, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 11, so then death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. Jesus himself was broken on the cross of Calvary so that you and I may have life eternal if Jesus was not broken, if that bread was not broken. At the Passover meal that Jesus celebrated, he said, this is my body that is broken for you and he broke bread. By that, it was not just symbolic at that moment, it was going to be fully real as well. And he, was he going through a struggle? Do you think Jesus was broken? Do you think Jesus experienced weakness? Do you think so? Yes, he did. Where do you see that? In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed and he said, Father, let this cup pass from me, but nevertheless not my will, but your will be done. Hallelujah. Jesus was going through brokenness and an angel came and strengthened him. Hallelujah. Amen. You can have angelic visitations come and bring you strength while you still carry your cross and follow me. That's why Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, you have to carry your cross daily and follow me. Hallelujah. But there is strength and grace that is given to carry the cross and follow him. 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. So don't equate your life with other people's lives. Not even with other Christians who go to churches. Or everything's happening perfectly for them. Their lives seem to be absolutely perfect. They are flawless. And you're saying, you're looking at your life and I'm a flawed man. <laughs> I'm a broken girl. You're saying my life has always been broken from my, from my childhood. Yes, that is it. That's why something beautiful is coming out of your life. Don't let anybody speak anything against that. What God is working in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Step outside of relationships that try to explain what God is doing to you. And if they're not doing it biblically, get out of it. They might be speaking to you with good intentions. You know what Peter said to Jesus? You should not die. You know what Jesus said to Peter? Get thee behind me, Satan. Chief disciple. Senior pastor of Jerusalem church. Going to be ordained. Yes, he was. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. You can have the most, you know, uh, with most good intentions and seemingly great wisdom. And tube lights burning all over. People can come to you and say, oh, you know, this is not something that you should be going through. You know, maybe your church is not praying for you enough. Get thee behind me, Satan. Would you tell them, get thee behind me, Satan? God is at work in my life and I want to give God full permission to work in my life. God is taking me through brokenness. I want God to finish the task that he has started in me. Hallelujah. I want to go with God the whole way, the whole hall, till the end of the road. I don't want to stop by halfway through and take an off turn into hyper grace and think that everything that is painful and, and difficult is not from God. Are you with me this morning? Hallelujah. Don't let anybody prophesy over your life and tell them that it's not God's will that you're broken. The brokenness, the process that he's taking you through is good for you. Tell it to yourself, it's good for me. Amen. Tell yourself, it's good for me. Tell your neighbor, it's good for you. Hallelujah. <laughs> tell somebody who's, for whom it's very difficult to receive it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell them it's good for you. Amen. Hey brother, it's good for you. Sister, it's good for you. Because God is at work in your life. Amen. Let's learn to embrace it. Look at verse number 11. So that then death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. Because Paul, even though he was going through all of this pain and struggle, but because of all that God was doing in breaking him, what was happening is the gospel was progressing more and more to people. With the comfort he was receiving, he was comforting others. Verse number 15 also, all this is for your benefit. So that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. This is for your benefit. This is for your benefit. Your brokenness will benefit other people. I already talked about it from the life of Joseph. When we are broken, we open our lives to God and to others. On one side, we become receptive to the blessings that God has in store for us. On the other side, we become a great blessing, a channel of blessing to many other broken lives. This is the effect of brokenness. We need to allow God to heal us at the same time. God will help us to heal other broken lives. We need to learn how to reflect on our own experiences of brokenness. Learn to express helplessness in our own way. This healing that we receive in this process is something we will experience. And that will help heal other lives. Very often we decorate our lives with many things. We fill our lives with many things. And cover up our brokenness. But let's be vulnerable and open our lives our broken lives to people so that the beauty of the gospel will wind through our lives, through our pain. We are not really embracing our pain and only shining through celebrity mentality that I want to be here, this great image on the outside. It is a very pseudo gospel 
and a very shallow spirituality. Amen? You grow deep, you grow strong, you take deep root, and you become a very strong support and strength, a pillar of strength for people because of your brokenness. Look at some of those people who have gone through much brokenness and who have allowed the Holy Spirit to work into their lives and allowed the Word of God to shape their lives. They become very strong pillars of support that many others can lean on. Their shoulders become many very strong comforting shoulders that many others can come and weep. Amen. We have to develop and grow in our lives. We need to begin to impact others effectively. It's surely through a process of brokenness. Amen. Let God do his work. But I want to leave us with one caution. Let's not allow an unhealthy way of brokenness come into our lives. Where we are crying over everything. Where we are trying to earn sympathy of people and live with a false sense of pity. Let's not live with self-pity. That's an unhealthy practice of brokenness that is also very much prevalent in our culture. We will call everybody else and cry on the phone to everybody and tell the same story to everyone. No, that's not brokenness. <laughs> Are you with me? That's an unhealthy brokenness. To tell sob stories and earn the sympathy of others and to live with self-pity always and to be emotionally manipulating people through that. We can be emotionally manipulating. Look at me, poor me. And so everybody has to pay attention to me. Everybody has to serve me. I can start manipulating everybody by a false sense of brokenness. No, this is not something that should be faked. It's something when God is working deeply in our lives, we yield. And the Holy Spirit will work and bring beautiful things out of our life. We need to learn to live with brokenness. We might be broken, but yet not be beaten, but not beaten down. Learn to live with these contradictions. Part of our brokenness is for the benefit of others. And I want to leave us with this one last question. From your experience of brokenness, how does it help you develop your character, your life, and bring the beauty of the gospel, the treasure that is within you, to hurting people around you? How are others benefiting through the brokenness of your life? How are others' lives built up? How are other broken lives built up through the brokenness of your life? Would you allow the Holy Spirit to use your broken life to build other broken lives? Amen? Hallelujah. Let's yield ourselves to the Lord this morning.